What number is this, Chip? Zilch 147 Cosmic Partners, The McCabe Tapes, with Michael Nesmith and Red Rhodes. <laughs> okay, don't, mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short, man. You're listening to Zilch, a monkey's podcast. Welcome to Zilch, a very special episode. Today we're going to be interviewing the folks from 7A, and we will try to tune this in here. Let's see if we can get Skype up and running. Come in, come in. Hi there. Test Excellent. One, two, three. Hello. Hi there. Are you there? Yep. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. We're as happy as can be. All right. Good, good, good. We got Excellent. you. Let me turn up my volume here a little bit. All righty. Nice to meet you, Ken. Nice to meet you as well. Hi, Glenn. How you doing? Hi. First time no. I've ever heard your voice. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, nice, nice to connect. Yeah. Fantastic. All righty, so you guys ready? I'm ready. All right. Welcome back to Zilch, your podcast. Yeah, I'm here too. <laughs> hey. Hi, guys. Hey, who's that? Hey, hey. Hey, hey. 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 Oh, I, I brought a special guest in that you might like. I don't know if you, you know this guy. His name's Michael Nesmith. He just happened to be walking <laughs> along. Hello, Mike. Just happened to be walking by. Here he is. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go around. Help me. Help me. <laughs> it's me. I'm down here on Ed's shoe. Help me. Help me. He came in too quickly, and I got caught in the heel of his shoe. Oh, my. It smells horrible down here. Horrible. Help me. Who are you people? We're trying to figure that out ourselves. Welcome to Zilch, a podcast full of monkeys. Today we're talking about Cosmic Partners with Michael Nesmith and Glenn Gretland and Ed. Ed, Ed, how do you pronounce that name? Heffelfinger. H-E-F-F-E-L-F-I-N-G-E-R. Heffelfinger. Wow. Spelled exactly like it sounds, so... Today we're talking about cosmic partners, and and Nez, we didn't know you were going to be here. I know I came in just at the last minute because it sounded like it was going to be a good time. I'm looking around for people to say hi to. Places totally empty. I mean, what's going on here? Well, this is just <laughs> our little headquarters that we have here, and but there's a lot of people excited about your brand new album from Seven A. Oh, that's good to hear. I'm excited about it too. And 7A always brings the goods. Glenn, you and Ian always do fantastic work. And now we've got Ed helping us out now. And Nez, you're completely behind this project. What do you love about this release thus far, Nez? Well, I think the authenticity of it is as high a quality as it's ever been in my entire performing career. Um, you know, a lot of people make uh, make uh, recordings and stuff off the cameras and so forth. But you never can trust those recordings to unpack and demonstrate the authenticity of the artist. And it's not until you get high-tech recordings that are done well in a good 
environment with a good audience and so forth, that you start to really hear the wood and hear the images of what's being laid out there. And that's when it starts to get get electrifying. It makes the hair stuff on, stand up on my arm. So uh, that was that was going on for a long time for me. I mean, I. Uh, um, yeah, that was going on for a long time. Uh-huh. Now, Glenn, what was your biggest challenge in getting this to come to fruition? Well, I think, <clears throat> to be honest, I think we worked really well as a team, all of us. Um, Ed has done a great job, and uh, Christian Nesmith has done a fantastic job on the, the mixing and, and editing. Um, so I, w- I wouldn't say it was a great challenge. It was just a real joy to be working on, and, and um, really pleased with how everything's come about. Mm-hmm. Now, people uh, may not know a lot about you, Ed. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what your role was in this project and what you do with NIS? Well, I, I've been Nez's image gatherer for the last three years or so. And a few years back, when I started working steady with Nez, uh, somebody, I, I think you know who he is, Gary Strobel, came to me and said, Ed, I've got this great recording of Nez from almost 50 years ago. you got to hear this. And, and he gave me a flash drive with one song, Tomorrow and Me, and it was everything that Nez had described about him and Red. You know, I love the albums, but uh, there's something about Nez and Red live. And this album transcribed everything that Nez had always told me about their magic together. And so I carried this flash drive around for a couple of years trying to get Nez and Christian to listen to it so we can maybe do something with it. So, Nez, when you first heard it, what did you think? Was this like running into a friend from a few years ago? Um, I No, no, that's not the metaphor I would use. <laughs> it's like forgetting where you parked your car and suddenly stumbling into it. <laughs> you, know, you know, when you go to the airport, you put it, you go to see G11. No, wait, that's not a G. That's a nine. No, that's not a nine. That's an 11. You know, and then it starts. And it's like that. You go back and forth, and then somebody comes in and says, hey, is that your car over there? You say, "Uh, no, I never. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's the Mini. That's my Mini. Oh, my Mini came back and see me again. And suddenly <laughs> you're there. Well, that was Cosmic Partners to me. You know, I was, I was crazy mad for uh, Red. He was just one of the best friends you could ever have what kind of a person he was i don't know i never got that close to him but i I did know what kind of a friend he was and that's who you want you know sailing up the what's the river the nile one of the rivers in africa because when some some people go and they're uh, they're helpers and some people go and they're food and red was never food red was always the guy that could get you out of the jam he was a map reader and we would get out there, and he'd say, "Are right, you ready for the second parsec? And I'd go, wait, what? Bang! He would go and slide that bar all the way down to the end of the steel guitar, and the hair just stood up on my arms. He had a way of uh, reading the stars, right? He could find his way. Oh, yeah. And and it's you, I cannot describe the thrill that it is when you do it when you're high, if you had a little bit of smoke, or whatever it is that gets you high. But for me, it's uh, marijuana, and... and having a little bit of smoke and listening to this album that Red put together. Who are these people? Because <laughs> I don't recognize any of the familiar beats. It's just, but my God, 
this is so far off in the cosmos. It's okay. It's it's my Chihuahua. But we're on two different channels, so don't worry. Yeah, the Chihuahua's in outer space. Hi, Mr. Chihuahua. Help! Help me! Help me, Mr. Chihuahua. I'm down here on. Wait, what happened to? Oh no! Oh no! After six years, the Chihuahua finally made the uh, the show. So there you go. Okay. Nez, what's your favorite? What was that? Nothing. I was muttering. Oh, okay. Uh, well, your muttering is is welcome here. I've been smoking and getting higher as we go. So just so you know, I'm just coming up at about the third bardo here. So here we go. There we go. So Nez, do you have a particular favorite track off of Cosmic Partners, the McCabe tapes? Uh, Tomorrow and Me. Tomorrow and Me. Well, why don't we play that right now, and then we'll come back. Oh, good. And you can talk about what you love about this song, okay? Okay, I need to find a way to listen to it as well. Can you? Will you play it on this feed? Uh, no, but oh, I'm great. just... <laughs> <laughs> we're doing time. We're going to do like the time lapse, like on a recipe show, right? right? So there we yeah. go. And then come on, this we are the big time. That's, That's right. Us. That's we us. are the big time video. <laughs> All right. So here we go with Tomorrow and Me off of 7A's fantastic new CD, Cosmic Partners, Michael Nesmith with Red Roads, the McCabe tapes. It's Tomorrow and Me. Now it's growing in 
communist aside and stand on shaky feet Then re-implant the smile that never really leaves Gently place my heart back on my sleeve
And you can get that CD signed at VideoRanch.com. Check it out. So, Nez, what was it that really drew you to this track, Tomorrow and Me? I love the chord structure of it. It, it, it. A lot of stuff in my life just falls into the backyard. My backyard's very nice. And and it just falls back there and settles in. I go, oh, look, that's like the bridge in Monet's garden. <laughs> and then I just heist it, you know, just co-opt it and drag it into the you know front yard. And people coming by and they say, oh, look, that's where'd you get that now? I don't know. It fell out of the sky. And people go, whoa, that's such a funny metaphor. And I say, no, no, you don't understand. It's a simile. It's not a metaphor. It really fell out of the sky. (laughs) (laughs) So there you have it, gents. That's it. So this actually did fall out of the sky in a way. It came back from the past. That's right. I absolutely agree. I think Tomorrow and Me is, is a fantastic track on there. And the chemistry between Michael and, and Red Rhodes on there, they're like dance partners. I think it says in the sleeve note, it's like, a, you know, it, it, everything just works really well. Yeah, I think that this album demonstrates what very fine musicians, and I'm not including myself in that, but Red and the rest of the guys that were playing can just sail when they have the right way and time and place to improvise. And when Red, who played the steel guitar in a way that was incomparable, would start to improvise, it just showed up on Mars. And you could, you know, it was a light you could see from Earth. And I, I was, I, the minute he started on these big swooping uh, things that only a pedal seal can do, I realized, oh, this is, uh, this is a message from the future. I was listening to this earlier today, and I really enjoyed this. And this is what, your third or fourth thing you've done with 7A at this point? Oh, gosh, I I can't remember. I think it's the third album. I mean, we did one that was live at the BBC Paris Theatre, and then obviously the Troubadour was a fantastic album, and then now this one. And, um, yeah, really, really pleased. Mm -hmm. The cover on this is absolutely spectacular. Kudos to the art direction. Ah. Thank you. And I understand that you approved all of this, Nez? Well, <clears throat> you have to understand the approval that I have is like the Queen's veto. <laughs> you know, I ask a cab driver, what does she do? He says, ah, nothing really. She's just there for show. I mean, she can, you know, dissolve Parliament. I said, hang on, hang on a sec. Back up. <laughs> dissolve Parliament? This is not a woman who does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It was difficult to find photos from this era. There wasn't a lot around. Uh, I went searching. The first place I went was the archives of McCabe's. They didn't have anything. So we went back and took the outtakes from the Loose Salute photo shoot. Mm -hmm. And that's what most of those photos are from. And then we had some that came from a private source from a recording session right around the same time. But it was very, very difficult to find anything of, I I like to call it Nez's hippie days with the long hair and the beard. Yeah, Nez, when you look at uh, the picture of yourself there winking and all that at the camera, what do you think? (laughs) I don't know, clever fellow. (laughs) Surrounded by some happy girls, too. Uh, That's a heck of a photo there. Yeah, it was a change of scenery, you know. Roll in the album cover. Yeah, 
You said 12 feet, right, sir? No, not 12 feet. What the hell? 12 inches. <laughs> oh, well, we got this 12 feet, but we got four trucks need to bring it in. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the picture that's underneath the CD, the picture of you surrounded by the the nymphs, I guess, yeah. Nymphs. That was a waterhouse. That is a waterhouse painting. He was a master of watercolors, and and uh, that was one of his most most famous. And uh, it, it's the seduction of the nymphs and uh, the sirens, and how the main character, which actually has a name in this picture, but it's not, you know, uh, Jason or any of the heroes. It's uh, you know, some, something like a carabod or something like that. And uh, <clears throat> but he is beguiling them with song, and they don't realize they are being beguiled. So it's kind of a flip on the heroic uh, on the heroic myth. And you know, where where uh, uh, what's his name goes up to the boat where the sirens are and and tricks them more or less mm-hmm. into letting him stay overnight. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Oh, it absolutely is. And the picture has gotten a lot of uh, interesting reviews from people, as everything that's on the Internet does. Yeah, well, it's saucy. Yeah, it's saucy, isn't it? I mean, it's it's like, whoa, hang on a sec. Is that a nipple? Yes, it is, Jer. It's a nipple. But don't worry. It's very pink. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, very, very pink. <laughs> when you first heard what was on the flash drive from Ed... What did you think? Were you surprised we this is something I thought was gone, or what were your thoughts? Well, yes, I mean it was I mean, I didn't know whether or not it would be just one uninterrupted hallelujah or hallow blanking luya as it goes i mean it <clears throat> it was it was really just a moment where I had to wade through the whole first listening. And I kept thinking, am I okay here? Is this okay? You know, because it was the first uh, first first national band out at out of countryside, and <clears throat> and it was a you know good group of players, but I just thought this has no traction in a in a public forum, or as popular music. Well, it turned out I was right, <laughs> and so I just let it you know lay in its in its little, uh, nice little velvet bed. Uh, for all these years, I didn't have anything to do with this. What's been twenty-five years ago or something now? And <clears throat> everybody kept saying, "We ever going to do that thing in McCabe's?" And I was always, "No, I don't think so. Nothing to do there." And then when I listened to it for the first time, when Ed had recovered it, I thought, "Well, hang on a sec. That's not so bad, is it? It's pretty good." And the more I listened to it, uh, the more I sobered up, and the more I sobered up, the more I thought, "Wow." This is good. <clears throat> so by the time I was through with it, I thought, you know, you, you got to put this out. And I said, Ed, Ed, we got to put it out. You got anybody interested in it? He said, have I got anybody? In? That's who sent it over. <laughs> Some guys who want to put it out. I said, oh, great. Let's do it. And so now <laughs> you're talking to talking to the three of us. Fantastic. I don't know who's crazier, us or them, but somebody in here is crazy enough to do it. Well, I think we all are a little nuts, to be honest with you. Thank but... you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I'm glad it's, to be a member it's of the just, can I, 
can I just say, I, I think it's such sort a of fantastic find. And to, to think that this has been, you know, sort of locked away in a cupboard for many, many years and suddenly found again, it's just the, the clarity and the quality of the recording, despite being analog, I think is, is, is something that I haven't heard before. I mean, I think it's just one of those evenings where everything came together. Well, let's speak to someone who's very talented, uh, Christian Nesmith. What did he do to these tracks? What did he do to, to make them sound this good? It was already a great sounding recording. And I might add, it's the best I've ever heard Nez. His guitar playing, his voice. I mean, everything was perfect that night and the crowd was into it. Um, it was it, The recording was almost perfect. Christian brightened it up a little bit, gave it some presence, EQ'd it a little bit, and actually put you right in the room with this four-piece combo. And it's it's just, it's hard to believe it was 47, 48 years ago this was recorded. Mm-hmm. I love all the work he does. He's a very talented guy, and, and a lot of his production stuff is just over the moon, fantastic stuff. And this uh, continues his line of pedigree, if you will. Um, now, Nez, I want to ask you this question, since you've worked with all different kinds of labels, what is, what is it, what, basically, what are the strengths of working with 7A as opposed to other record companies? Well, I think your size is a real plus. Uh, you know, it, it gets unwieldy when you've got 15 and 20 people in the meetings. And that happens a lot in the big companies. Mm-hmm. When you got those giant meetings, everybody's opinion nullifies everybody else's, and pretty soon you don't have an opinion. Mm. <laughs> Which means you don't really have an artistic point of view. You have people jockeying for position in the general consciousness of the company they work for. So pretty soon, that's how you know things like media giants like uh, Warner's begin to emerge. Uh, not because there's a there's a, an organic way or become an, uh, an intellectual uh, impetus but because it's a grown in the garden that's where they grow they just grow out there and if you don't do anything leave them alone they just spread and spread and spread and as they're as they're big they just get bigger it's a uh, it's a phenomenon of that so your size where you did the two of you say uh let's you got anything to listen to uh, yeah, how about this? Boom, this just came in. Bang. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, who is it? Uh, I don't know. Beatles certain circa 67. Oh, okay, never mind. And so you you know, you're breaking those decisions all the time and and your your ability to make the decisions just get better and better and better. I'm watching how your catalog's developing and right, what monkey's songs you're drawn to and what are my songs you're drawn to and those sorts of things. And um I would say to have that one-on-one with the head, heads of the or the senior execs of the company is um, is a real plus. I mean, it gives you an advantage you really can't measure. How's that? God, this phone. Sorry. That's perfect. Everybody knows what my ringtone is now, so. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things about 7A is that they're uh, like a one of those boutique lines, right? And when whatever they're working on, they put 100% towards you because you're the product right now, right? You are the thing. And a lot of places, like for example, the art direction on this is just fantastic. What do you guys think of the uh, cover? It helps having good pictures to work with. And, and Ed 
Ed did an awful lot of work and, and some great work in, in being able to get these photos to us. Um, and you, it's difficult to have a really good sleeve if you don't have a good, you know, a good picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I, certainly helped, helped a lot. I think we should use the classic picture of the Enola Gay in 1942. <laughs> Just the nose art. <laughs> yeah. That'll be on the, the single. The 45 <laughs> yeah, single. Like that, yeah. One at a time. Now, who did the artwork on this? Scott Balcony. Scott yes. Balcony did the artwork. And uh, he, he does oh. most of our sleeves. Yeah, and yeah. he also worked on the uh, first national band Redux cover and came up with that design, the Troubadour show. Ed, what are your thoughts on the cover? Does it work for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Everything that 7A does is first class. You know, and these guys are just, they're right up there. Um, I was first familiarized with them with the Live at the Troubadour. Mm-hmm. Major labels don't come out with packages like this. So Ian Lee, who unfortunately couldn't be here today, and myself have a very simple rule. We don't release anything unless we buy it ourselves. And um, obviously we are, you know, huge, huge fans of, of uh Michael Nesmith and, and, and the other guys from the band. So, you know, we, we, uh, we put ab- absolutely everything we can into every release. And, um, you know, ho- hopefully it pays off. But I'm, I'm pleased that it you, shows. I'm, I'm pleased that you're pleased. And now, Nez, what would you say to anybody who's shocked by the, the cover? What would you say to them? I, all right, lost, I lost the train of thought. What is it? What are we talking about? We're talking about the girls... Naked from the waist up, standing in the pool. What's the point here? Exactly. <laughs> See, I don't have a problem with it, but... Uh... That could be the point. Sure. But let's make it that. It's art. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's, uh, you know, it's art. That's exactly right. It was good art when Waterton did it. So go back and look at his stuff. Very good. So we're going to play another track off the album. Ed, would you pick a song and we'll play this one now? Uh, one of my favorite cuts off the album, maybe my favorite Michael Nesmith song, Grand Ennui. This is uh, almost an acoustic version, and it's you got to get all the remarks at the beginning. All right. Well, from Cosmic Partners, it's the Grand Ennui. I mean, man, that sock symbol was there, pal. <laughs> that was sense. Okay, that's all right. It worked good. It just scared me a little. <laughs> okay, now, no kidding, man. This is it. No, I mean, that's, no, this is, I'm serious now. Come on, here we go. Wait a minute, let me tune up. Let me just tune up. No better, is it? We gotta go, man. I mean, the thing is flat dying. Gotta pick them up.
you. Thank you very much. The words of that are really good, too. I'll tell you how they go. I was over. <laughs> now, come on, man. i got to straighten up. This has got to be... <laughs> Boy, this is a spacey show. I'll tell you that for a fact. We already did this. I was overland touring in my new Ferrari at just about 110. On my way home from a sophisticated party where I got a little drunk on gin. As the headlights cast a glow on the road, I heard a voice inside of me. Said you lost your lights and now you're moving through the nights. Running from the grand ennui. Running from the grand ennui. Of course, you can get Cosmic Partners with Michael Nesmith and Red Rhodes, the McCabe tapes, at all retailers. And, of course, you can get it signed at VideoRanch.com. Check it out. So, Glenn, how are the pre-orders doing on this? What's the public reception? I know that people are going crazy over at Zilch and over on Twitter. Are you seeing the same thing? It's going really well so far, and it, it, we're really pleased with, with everything. And, uh, obviously, it's Christmas. Christmas is coming up, and... Uh, we hope that this is going to be under many of the uh, the Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. Stuff some stockings, right? Hey-o. Uh, <laughs> now, Glenn, if you have a favorite song, what would you say it is? Probably Propinquity. Mm. Uh, it's probably my favorite on there. But Tomorrow and Me, like we already played that one, but Propinquity is probably my favorite. Yeah, I love Propinquity. I especially like the, the way Christian's got that side produced. It sounds just fantastic to me. Mm-hmm. Now, Nez, what was your first reaction when you listened to this? Oh, it was it was relief. <laughs> it starts with relief. It was like, oh, we made it. We're okay. We did this pretty good. Um, and uh, and then by the time it was over, I thought, yeah, that's the way it sounded. That's the way it should sound now. And and like I say, there's this there's this um, 
winking little, I don't want to call it a gremlin, but like a gnome that bounces around the thing that is a message from the future. And I don't know quite what it is. I don't know. I didn't know what it was when I did it. And, and I don't think I, I can explain it now, but that's, that's a part of what it is. You know, it's got this cosmic twinkle to it. I think it was the magic between Red and I being able to play on the same manifest plane that each other were playing on. That's a rarity in the band. And Mm -hmm. Red and I hooked up like that. And I hope everybody can hear it. I mean, I hear it because I've played it, but, but I hope everybody can hear it. And that's, that's, that's the next hardest space in terms of marketing. Can you, do you understand this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Red, he was basically like the Silver Surfer on that uh, <laughs> on that slide. You know, he he really he really worked his way around it. What would you say to somebody who's hearing this music for the first time? Because somebody just the other night on Zilch was talking about, I've never ordered any of this stuff from this time, and this just is blowing me away. What would you say to someone who's never picked up music from this era of yours? Well, I mean, it's it's um, it's food. It's the nourishment of uh, culture, uh, not just this album, but all the albums of this ilk. People, you know, what I was trying to do was uh, to reach my fellow man in person and communicate. And, you know, that was all I was up to. Uh, and that's really all they're up to when they're sitting listening to the music. And that's a great still water bear, uh, reef, still water pond that's easy for long-distance flyers to navigate. And you get over to the other side and you realize, oh, this is reflected in all I'm doing. And when that starts to happen, then, you know, the music becomes your life like it has mine. That's what I hope for everybody, anyway. <laughs> I've known for a long time, no kind. 
Ed, you were telling me offline that there's an unusual strategy that you're going to do, and we can call some radio stations, right? We did something to promote this album that we haven't done with any other of our releases, and we went old school. Uh, Glenn and Ian and 7A were gracious enough to send me 200 promotional copies of this, and we sent out CDs and a copy of the poster of that photo and a press release in a fancy purple envelope to the top 150 radio stations in the USA. So if you want to hear this album, um, they should be receiving them this week. It's going to be released Friday. So maybe around Friday or this weekend, call your local radio station and tell them to play this because they've got it and it should be on their playlist. And since we need to have a strategy, what song do you want them to ask for? Oh, I don't care. Any play the whole album. I mean, it's, it's like a whole, you know, it's, it's, it's one long 56 minute cut. So call up your local classic rock radio station or whatever. Is, is there a list of uh, radio stations that you've sent things out to? Oh, I've got a long list. Yeah, it was. We sent to uh, the top hundred, the triple A, top one hundred and fifty stations in America, rock and country rock, that type of genre. And then we also sent to all the major major uh, music publications and little local weekly newspapers. Uh, we're we're doing more promotion with this than we've than we've ever done before. If you want your album or your CD to be personalized or autographed, you do it through VideoRanch.com, and I've got someone over here nudging me, telling me that you get a free surprise if you order it from us. Yes, you do indeed. And I, you know, I love what you guys do at Video Ranch. For example, uh, Nez, I bought the big box set of yours and you signed it. And I want to thank you for that. It was fantastic. Anytime you want to get real, authentic signatures and stuff, contact Video Ranch, right? Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm the only one here. <laughs> so, yeah, this, but. I've never been an autograph collector, so I don't really understand the impetus of it and why people do it. I understand that it's legit and that it's uh, you know something I honor in terms of somebody saying, I appreciate what you do. And that gives me the opportunity to say, oh, I appreciate that you appreciate. And then we can you know do that dance for a couple of more intervals. Mm-hmm. Just to, to go back to what Ed was saying about the promotion. Uh, it, it really helps for a label of 7A size to have somebody like that, to have Michael and Ed and Melody and uh, promote the album uh, stateside, whereas we, we're doing all the European stuff. So we've oh. been absolutely bombarding everybody in the UK and in Europe, all the big magazines, all the radio stations. They've all got copies. So um, it's the same for us. This is, this is quite a big promotional campaign, and it's great to, have, you know, to be able to work on both sides of the Atlantic. Fantastic. And Zilch is right there with you, marching along step. I've got a great idea, Ed. Why don't you get us that list of radio stations that you sent the stuff to? And we could all pick one song and have everybody just call the radio stations. We'll put the list up on the F- Facebook page and Twitter, and boom, we can we can get an organized calling thing going. Yeah, that's a great idea. Hit down with a bullet. <clears throat> that would be fantastic. This is the voice. This is the voice of the uh, competent future 
who knows? Radio has had it. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Excuse me. Uh, there, there's my ride. But I want to thank you all for coming on and talking about this fantastic album. It's so good to finally have it. Cosmic Partners, Michael Nesmith with Red Roads, The McCabe Tapes. It's fantastic, like all 7A's releases, and uh, cannot tell you how thrilled we are to get it. We're giving away a copy. If you share this episode on Facebook and Twitter, you may be picked to win a copy of Cosmic Partners. So you, you want to do that, right? Yeah. Hey, and thank you guys, Glenn, Ian, Ken. Thank you guys for keeping the legacy alive and keeping this going. We wouldn't be here without you guys. Thanks to you and Michael for everything and and Ken for having us. Well, you guys are all welcome here anytime. And uh, Nez, it was a big surprise having you on the other end of this call, despite all the technical difficulties (laughs) that you run into sometimes in this modern age. But hey, we're digital, right? Here we are. Well, you <clears throat> very digital, and thank you guys very much. And in the immortal words of the Fire Sign Theater, more sugar! Are, are you really into Fire Sign? Wow, I did not know that. I'm a... I signed him. I am a... I signed him. You signed... Wait a second, hold on. <laughs> they were on specific cars. We did the Yolks of Oxnard. Didn't you ever see that? Yes, but I didn't know you had anything to do with it. That It all makes sense now. It's like I just woke up. Anything to do with it. I was cracking open the eggs. <laughs> wow. Well, someday I'd love to talk to you just about that. And I saw one the other night. And I, I, you know, I can't recognize them facially because I don't. I don't never knew them that well. I knew Phil mm-hmm. Proctor, I guess, the best of any of them. And I saw one the other night. He said, hey. <clears throat> and I said, hi. And he said, the Firesign Theater. And I, I said, God, what a great album that was. I had such a good time putting it out. And he said that they had really worked on making it mean something in the landscape of video of the future. I said, boy, did you ever hit that one over the park, over the wall? What's the metaphor? And he said, yeah, it really seems like it. Oh, yeah. The the, the whole fire sign theater thing. Well, sadly, now, anybody got a fire sign theater laser disc? no. Anybody got a DVD? No. I'm, I'm not happy to put it out, but I don't have any rights left. I gave them all back to the Fireside guys. I stole it and downloaded it off the internet. So, but why don't you tell me? Rascal, you! I owe Nez a dollar fifty. Well, I probably owe him a dollar fifty-two. I absolutely love Fireside Theater, and listeners that are out there, if, if you've never checked them out, they hold up well today. Fantastic stuff. That is excellent. Well, I want to thank you guys for being on the show today. And again, we wish everybody the best of luck with Cosmic Partners. And remember, remember, remember that only orders through Video Ranch come signed and personalized by me. That's why I have to keep it in order to keep the signature right. But we've come up with some gifts and stuff here in fans who, who pre-order through Video Ranch. So I hope, you know, don't, don't, don't leave us out as you guys go marching off to uh, the market. Absolutely. So get a hold of the folks over at Video Ranch. Get a signed copy of Cosmic Partners. It's You know it's real because it's right from him. Well, thank you, Ed. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Ian. And thank you, Michael Nesmith, for popping in today. We'll see you on the next episode of Zilch. Be good to one another. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ken. God bless thank you. you, everyone. <laughs> Take care, guys. 
Thank we'll you. see you. Bye bye. And that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members, past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Bird. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around.